The Fasarius Chapter House is the world's first headquarters for Christian ministerial innovation, bringing preachers, leaders, and innovators together to collaborate on new liturgies, resources, and responses to the challenge of our times. This podcast explores the ever-changing era of perpetual upheaval in which effective ministry requires constant imagination, creativity, and change. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on the uh, Chapter House podcast. Uh, today we're talking about a, a, um, a theological bit of creativity, theological innovation. And we're talking about the importance of happiness, positivity, and gratitude. And I'm joined with my two friends, uh, Eric Kelly and Kevin Nichols. So I want you to introduce yourself, tell everybody what you do, where you're from. And, um, yeah, and then, um, Kev, you too. Oh, okay. Eric, Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Eric Kelly, I'm from, I live in Jackson. I actually live in Rives Junction, which is not Jackson, but close. And then I am a, uh, <laughs> I am a principal of an elementary school. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for the past eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, oh, yeah. That that good. That's good. Right. That's good. I heard the applause actually coming. Yeah. Through, oh, you know, podcast applause. Apple, <laughs> Apple podcast. Yeah. Kev, uh, I'm Kevin Nichols. Uh, I have lived in Jackson since 1985. Actually, Napoleon. Since we are gonna really gonna since pinpoint it. Yeah. Uh, I've actually lived in Napoleon all that time, but I've lived and worked around the Jackson area. A uh, little foray into Adrian for a little while, a little foray into Ann Arbor, but my home base has always been Jackson, Napoleon. Uh, I'm a Artist, musician, uh, I've spent the last, uh, uh, my career was uh, 30 plus years in the newspaper industry um, as a, a graphic artist in everything from advertising to editorial. Uh, and I've been out of the art world of that type for, oh, about the last, I guess, since um, the end of 2019. Yeah. So uh, now I'm simply a guy that makes art and music and hustles every single day and everything that's related to that. And, uh, of course, I'm also uh, one, of the, um, uh, one of the people that helps lead worship at Westwinds, uh, my church, for the last, going on 10 years now oh, that man. I've almost been there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I invited these two guys on the show, for those of you who might not know them, because um, they're good friends of mine. And they're, they're the two most positive people I know. This podcast is a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And so and I just, you know, a number of years ago, I was sitting down with a, a good friend of mine, uh, Greg, and, and we were talking about happiness. And he said, how come there's nothing about happiness in the Bible? He, he was asking the question. And I said, there is, there's tons, there's tons of material. Uh, but the Bible uses a, a much broader semantic range to talk about happiness. It, you know, it uses the term joy, pleasure, yada, yada, yada. Um, so we begin this this eight-year journey, Greg and I, um, comparing the biblical material on happiness with the uh, sociology, philosophy, and positive psychology pertaining to happiness. And then we published uh, my results in a book, The Adventure of Happiness, which I dedicated to you, Kev. Yeah, um, I, I appreciate I, that. I open up the... The cover, and I see that. Well, sometimes I forget, and then when I see your name there, I'm like, "Oh, that's right. That makes me so happy to have, you know." Um, and then you look at the other half, and it's upside down. Which yeah. is the other cool <laughs> yeah, thing about right. that book. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that. Book. The book yeah. is upside. Yeah, oh, that's that's a, that's how you can prove if anybody yeah, read the yeah, book or not. A, that's it. What happened to it? I was. Your... <laughs> oh, but I just thought, you know, there was so much about about happiness that was really important to me, and I'm still surprised that so so many Christian people push back when I talk about. The idea that God wants you to be happy. And Christian people tend to assume that happiness is fleeting and insubstantial. And that if you're going to be a real faithful follower of Jesus, um, you should be more gritty and determined than you should be 
uh, joyful and exuberant. And I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. And right now in the middle of COVID, uh, man, do we need a happiness injection? Mm-hmm. Good night. I mean, this is what a what a ball crushing, soul sucking set of planetary pissy circumstances. <laughs> um, and 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 I, I keep going back to Jesus' teachings on abundant life, to the Solomonic wisdom about uh, about uh, finding joy in in earthly pursuits and pleasures and gratifications and satisfactions and. The Apostle Paul's teaching on renewing your mind, and I just think there, there's a lot in the Scripture that, that really helped us. So that's how I came to, to happiness and, and gratitude and positivity. Um, your dad was a, a professor, mm-hmm. was it? Of, of was it a positivity? Was this like an area? Well, I mean, his or? his air and his his entire life has been that of positivity. But he's yeah. a he's a sociology professor. Yeah, because um, he radiates yeah um, optimism. Yeah, yeah, like crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, anybody that knows me and asks me why I tend to be the way I am, they literally have to just meet my dad for two minutes, yeah. two seconds actually. And they'll get a hug and a kiss no matter who you are. And, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna hear the the best story right away about something that you've said to them and he's instantly connected with you on. Yeah. Um, and you know it's just he's he's he, my mom and dad and my you know I've told you many times my mom and dad are heroes and my mentors and my idols and the people that I strive day in, day out to be more like every single day. They're great people. Yeah. Great people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? I mean, you, you came in, uh, Was what, what was your, your way into this topic? Was it gratitude mostly? Was that? Yeah, I would say, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a better way to put it for me. Um, of course, I grew up in a tradition, a church tradition, tradition, which was like, hey, you know, it was more of a Pentecostal, uh, which was everyone's happy super emotional overly yeah. done some things not to you know say that that's what the tradition is all together but um so i would i remember taking that and being more introspective let me, let me uh-huh. that's a little too over the top for me let me think let me think yeah. what is the thing that's fueling me to be uh, someone who's going to get up in, in really crappy circumstances still have something to look forward to because it's hard not to be that person so i started to just look into hey i can be so grateful how what's the gratitude portion of it how can i Find what's good and just be happy with what it is. Be grateful for what I have, and that yeah, that would be my, more of my end. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I think each of us have certainly gone through our share of uh, challenges and difficulty in the last, say, five ten years, um, and 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 somehow I think we've all come to the realization that that happiness is a lot more work than people assume. Absolutely, I mean, you're going to be a positive. <laughs> happy person that that's not that's not a disposition that's a discipline mm. um so what are the things that have helped you to maintain um a sweet spirit maintain a positive outlook when the things around you were not good yeah yeah oh boy i it's uh tons of practice i guess uh, and it is you know, just true disclosure it's that's not been easy to be a person who's not just looked at with wrong like I've had to grow into that. Yeah. Um, so being the youngest of five kids and my brothers and I, I spent a lot of time together and my sisters. And so it was always um, from a family of origin, like what was wrong? Yeah. Something was always wrong. Hmm. And it seemed to be good to have something to complain about, something to be angry about, <laughs> uh-huh. something to be judging about, you know? And uh, so I've tried this over the past many years. I won't tell you how old I am. I'm somewhere between the two of you, I think. But uh, I am. Uh, I don't think you're right about that. 
<laughs> I'm guessing I'm the oldest guy yeah. in the room. Okay. Uh, but boy, I had to, um, through really crappy circumstances, out of my control. So that lack uh-huh. of control. Um, and then I think a lot of things that drive a lot of negativity is just fear. You know, like you talked about even before we started. Yeah. Um, so trying to be someone who isn't controlled by fear, which has come from circumstances. Yeah. And those circumstances, realizing they're out of my control, what am I going to lean into? And so uh-huh. the the one thing I can't think of where it came from, um, uh, you know, Christ is like the internal vicar, like the the place that where I go to the wine cellar. Like, where do I go internally? Uh-huh. It's, which is kind of like a meditation, but not so much. Yeah. I'm not great uh-huh. at that because I my my mind is always going towards monkey brain. Yeah. So much, so many thoughts. So it's like I got to slow down, calm down, be introspective, and let go. Yeah. Of things. Do, so, you, do you find that yeah. do you find that your occupation having to be around students and and, yeah. and teachers and parents and that kind of stuff do you find that that has to kind of force your hand every once in a while and how you yeah. like how you have to almost conjure happiness because yeah. they don't want to you're probably forced more than many people's occupations to and, and you too Dave and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. as the head of a church People have this expectation that, you know, you you always have to be on, right? Yeah. Is that is that kind of, and maybe I have that a little bit of that too when I'm performing and stuff, you know? I mean, people just expect that I'm always going to be lifted up in a certain way. And, you, be up and, yeah, I you know, my mom and dad uh, grew up in church ministry. You know, they did a lot. So so when I was growing up, I got a front row seat to them. And that's that's one thing that's really foreign to me is the concept of being on. Not, not that I um, necessarily disagree with it, just that we were groomed in such a way that you're, you're never on. Um, you know, like I hear a lot of my peers in ministry will say, oh, it's the always on lifestyle. You always got to be ready to perform. You always got to, you know, be ready to greet somebody. And But we were never on, like never. You know, when people come to our house and they show up unannounced and, and we'd bring them in and let them sit at the table. But we would we'd be in our pajamas or we'd be, you know, really casual or somebody stop into my office and see me at the church. And like, I'm not going to I'm not going to conjure up extra enthusiasm for I never even considered it. Um, and I think that was a real gift from my mom and dad was just to know like you don't there's there's no offer on there's just you there's just you and when you're and when you're depleted when you're sad you're gonna have less to give and when you're renewed and and full of vim then you're gonna have more to give but there's no I don't have any internal mechanism that makes me go oh crap now I've gotta perform or now I've gotta lead or now I've gotta uh, proclaim or uh, which is I'm really thankful for that because I think that's a peculiarity of my upbringing yeah um, and it's a nice it's a nice burden not to carry yeah uh, I have other burdens but thank <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and I and I, and I, I when I when I said that I I've never seen you in the capacity other than when we play music together at church but I've never seen you in you in your day job but yeah, I, I do see same. you all the yeah. time in your yeah. day job and I also see you when we're out and about and we're having yeah. fun and the, the great thing and I, I can see where you're going with your yeah. point about that of, of how your approach might be a little different than some other pastors you've talked to that said yeah. you always have to be on and i i do know that what i've always gotten from you was 100 percent dave yeah and so that's refreshing to me that's one of the things yeah. that attracted me to to be more and more involved at Westwinds was your leadership there um because i didn't feel like that you were necessarily having to now with that being said 
where some people might say you have to always be on, you're, you're on, what your version of on is, <laughs> is really appealing to yeah. me and to a lot of people. And so yeah. it's not like, I think you're very legitimate and genuine yeah. in what, what you're, you're giving us. And you're not even giving us anything, what, you're, what your presence in. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I found I, I do a tremendous. I mean, uh, pastoring, especially if you're if you're doing public ministry, because you know in, in church land there's all kinds of different jobs. You know, there's there's lots of behind the scene jobs. There's there's small groups jobs and youth pastor jobs. And but any any public facing ministry, preaching, worship leading, um, th- th- it's there's so much head games. And so one of the things that's been really helpful to me when I was studying happiness was 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 learning the techniques that best help me renew my mind, learning the techniques that help me silence all the accusations and all the, the mental chatter, yeah. because there's, there's nothing worse than, than getting up there and preaching your guts out and then seeing somebody yawn or, and this happens all the time. I never, I don't know that this ever happened to me anywhere other than Westman's, but this happens a lot at Westman's because uh, Westman's is a creative place and kind of an out there place. So every now and then people will come literally like they'll come just to find flaws and and make fun. So if you're up there preaching the gospel and some Nimrod is in there in the third row from a visiting from a Bible college and he's talking trash about you while you're preaching to his you're like, oh. so help me God, I'm gonna shove a testament up. Like, oh man, is that inferior? So, but you can't stop. You gotta keep going. Yeah. So, so for me, learning the techniques to quiet my mind, learning how to overlook those things, learning how to move past those things, has been so critical in me finding joy at work. Because um, well, those things are murder. And now in this time of COVID, where we're, we're in our setting, we're, we're looking at 10% of what we used to see oh, yeah. every, every Sunday. Yeah. And we're seeing them segmented in boxes, which is super creative, but it's also like, it's weird. you know, we don't have a youth ministry, so people yeah. are bringing their kids. And so now you're, you know, you're, you're dealing with extra noises and things in a, in a, in a place that's a little more quiet than we're used to being, having yeah. it be too. So the challenges, man, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's something else. I mean, I, it, um, I, I, I still, for me, helping lead worship um, and being up there singing and playing and, and everything is it, that's still um, that connection. We've talked about it many times. I mean, yeah. for me, it's no different than when I'm playing at Westwinds than when I'm playing yeah, at, right. at a festival or at a Which bar or at a coffee house. Yeah. Um, so for me, people always ask me like, how you know, how do you always make sure that you're on? Yeah, and it's. My secret in the last, especially, you know, in, in all honesty, you know, it's great that you brought about your, brought up your happiness book because I've gone back in, in the last month or two and I've really dove back into it. It sits right next to my studio computer downstairs when I'm drawing my cartoons and I'll pick it up and read a little bit. And because, um, this from about mid 2019 to today, this has been for me, probably one of the worst yep. episodes of depression I've ever had, yep. of anger that I've ever mm-hmm. had, of not yeah. being able to figure out how to early on, early on, uh, to be gut punched by some things in the middle of 2019 that just broke my heart and yeah. made me made me angry and really depressed, and then to have 2020 start and have my mom pass and have COVID do its yeah. thing. And just, it, 
you know, people go, they send me notes about my cartoons or my music when I'm playing or they'll do stuff and they'll say, man, thank you so much for that. I really needed what you did for me today with your music or with your cartoon or with your comment or with your constant positive positivity. And in my mind, in my mouth, I say, you're welcome. Yeah. In my mind, I say, you have no idea right. that what I'm doing right now is the most, in my mind, the most selfish thing I could possibly be doing because I am pouring myself into the main things that have always brought me happiness. Yeah. And so I'll go and play my guitar somewhere or in my basement and just sing and play as loud as I can because that's... How, how I'm gonna? That's how I'm gonna go on. Yeah. And when I draw a cartoon, it's never for anybody to see, other than just my way of whatever that message is in that yeah. cartoon I did. And usually, I try to make I try to make them always positive messages, right? Because I need that reminder myself. Yeah, you're preaching to yourself. Right? Yeah, you abs- to absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so, man, it's been it, it's and it's. Still happens every day. I mean, it's well, every single day. Well, I'm I'm with you, man. And I, I wonder this because uh, I think maybe all three of us struggle with depression. And and I go, if you're prone to depression or melancholy or whatever, you got you got two choices: you learn how to fight it, or you just get your ass kicked till you die. Yeah. And I I got lots of front row seat in my work, or lot lots of of early, early experiences watching people not learn how to fight, and they end up you know, increasingly medicated, not just medicated, but more and more and more medicated and tons and tons and tons of therapy. They shut down their lives. All the lights go off in their life. They they sever their relationships. They hold up high to like, you can do that for 60, 70 years. You go, so the option of learning how to fight, even though fighting is hard, the option of learning how to speak positively, think positively, help others get focused on meaningful gratifications and pursuits. Like it's so much work. To, to, to fight against the darkness inside of us. Um, but what other choice do you have? Yeah. You, you lose or you fight? Yeah. You know? Um, what about you? Have you, have you yeah. found that, 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 that helping others uh, is, is a good antidote for your own garbage? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I can tell you that um, I think I'm designed differently than, than people I run into. So that's not to say I'm better. It just means that I'm, I'm starting to realize now close to 50 close to 50 is uh, that, uh <laughs> see i told you i was older yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, that, that i really am designed to be a very empathetic and loving person mm-hmm. that comes at a tremendous cost i thought yeah. in the beginning yeah. in, the, in the 20s and the 30s it would just be like i'm going to be a lot and then it's going to solve problems and people are going to oh, be yeah. close to me because i'm going to be loving them and they're going to change their lives because of how much i love them and <laughs> like yeah. really altruistic and thinking that this is no this is the answer and then um my 40s and 50s when life hits you even harder in certain circumstances, you figure out there's either it's going to be the death of me in some way, or I'm going to have to survive it. So I, I've realized that um, my tremendous desire to be empathetic and loving to people Mm -hmm. is a cost. So it sounds counterintuitive, but I've had to create boundaries to a degree that say, I'm going to love and care for you. And um, as I give an empty vessel, it's filled more, right? So Christ Mm -hmm. can work through me. But there's a time when I'm going to have to say, I love you. I love enough to tell you I can't talk to you right now. Or um, my mm-hmm. answer to that is no. Or mm-hmm. I think you're, especially with my own close circle, mm-hmm. my family, 
um, is of, hey, I disagree with that. But it sends something, my limbic system becomes overwhelmed. Dry yeah. mouth. I'm shaky. Um, I become uber focused and slow. Everything slows down, mm-hmm. which is almost like a traumatizing event. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which um, because of my family of origin and things in my past, it's been that's hard. That's a hard thing to walk through. And to say to someone as they're lambasting you, either um, emotionally speaking by words or just nonverbals, it's tough to stay in the room and yep. be there and to say, hey, I love you. And uh, with God's help, you know, Christ's help, I'm going to I'm going to do the best I can in the situation. But realizing that's enough. Yeah. And I don't have to be. I don't actually have to be perfect, but on my way to loving God, I'm loving my wife and my kids and my friends. That's hard. It's hard to do. I go to bed and I wake up praying certain things. So I try to keep myself together. There are times when I feel like it's that centrifugal force of me wanting to love and give out to people. It's going to pull me apart. Well, I I relate to that, man. And And I think I had a similar naivete where once I believed if I could just love people enough, right. it would fix them. It would change them. For example, um, and, and it's one of the most insidious little deceptions. Hmm. Because it, it's, it's a way of saying, if I'm perfecter, or more Christ-like, more loving, then, then you'll be somehow persuaded by the winsomeness of my charm, or you'll somehow be convicted by the amazing joy that is coming out of me, or you'll be you'll it, it, you'll share in my joy um, because it's contagious. But the truth is, you can't ever change another person. We can barely change ourselves. Mm-hmm. You certainly can't change somebody else. And I'm, there was a, a professor of, of positivity uh, or of positive psychology that used to attend uh, one of the churches where I worked. And most positive guy I ever met, like just just a sweetheart, and he was married to the grumpiest cuss of an old lady, <laughs> and um, and and all the time he would have like little sort of notes that he would give her, like, well, you remember, you know, we we gratitude is an attitude, or you know, this kind of thing, and she'd just tell him to shove it, you know. And I thought <laughs> this poor guy, he looked so crestfallen every time he was with his wife of 175 years, and I thought, how does how like how does she still be like that when she's married to him and if he if he who's amazing has never been able to affect positive change in her how can i ever affect expect to affect positive change in anybody and then i that was a real sort of rude awakening for me is to go like it doesn't matter what i do their thing is their thing and i can't i can't fix it i can set up boundaries or i can you know check or i can i can model but i can't fix and that was really hard for me to accept for a long time yeah. yeah, I think this really tough, uh, it, it kind of falls on the line. I'm sure this is a meme somewhere. Maybe even you made it. Maybe you made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I will tonight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is uh, like in the, the line between enabling and serving hmm. is motive. If oh, I'm, wow. That's great. If, yeah. If I'm doing it out Where of, is that from? That's so good. I don't know. It, it, some, I, maybe yeah, I wrote it's, it. Take credit until you can't anymore. But if I'm if I'm loving you... For the sake of me, it's indirect egotism. Yeah. If I yeah, want yeah. something, if I'm a, if I want dinner to be nicer, so I'm going to say something to you that's placating to you, just so we eat. That. If it's just that, yeah. then that's about me. If yeah, I yeah. say, "Hey, I'm I'm sorry, you're having a tough time. How can I help?" And then I I'm I'm sacrificing and serving, then it's about you. Which is I I love, love is really strict criteria. I I want good things for the other for the sake of the other, which is impossible to do. Yeah. all the time but yeah. anyway. 
Yeah, it really is. Well, that was, I mean, to me, that was like, we go back to my dad earlier, my mom, my mom and my dad. Love, love, love in our household. We always said we loved yeah. each other. And um, and so I try to live that all the time. And I tell everybody I love them. Yeah. And it's been really hard in this era of COVID. Because, yeah. you know, I like to wear my emotions on my face at all times. Right. I want to smile all the time. And then I got to wear a mask. And yeah. people, I can't share my emotion as easily. Mm-hmm. I certainly want to hug as many people as I can. I always hug people. I've yeah. always done that. We've hugged and kissed them on the forehead. And I've always done that. And so, man, suddenly... That other outlet that I had that would be is gone, right. you know. It would be hard to do right now. Yeah, yeah. it's really hard to do yeah. right now, and and, the, and it's been for a long time. And so, but you're smizing. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> can you see smizing. my eyes? Can you see my eyes? smizing? Yeah, I think that's from. Uh, but I mean, the, the thing that comes through when I do these cartoons is everybody always goes, you know, love, 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 love all the time, love, love. You can't, Kevin. You can't possibly love as many people as you say you do you can't love everybody like you say in your cartoons to love everyone or when you're on stage you say we we need to share more love we need to get through this stuff together because the only way we can do it is by loving one another and no i mean no i don't love everybody you know i i have anger that's driven by people that drive me crazy but Again, those cartoons and those mantras that I sing in my mind and yeah. on stage are like to remind myself, if I can't love them, I've got to at least try to love them, yeah. you know? And, and, and again, yeah, that lesson of, of can't always change anybody. Yeah. Uh, again, for me, it's just been to try to keep myself changed. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been guilty of that. I want to change other people. And well, love, man, it's... Even when love doesn't work, love works in me. Yeah. And I just have to keep thinking about that. Like, because the temptation to rip somebody to shreds or to rip their argument to shreds or to decimate them or to expose them or to point out their flaws or like, that's so easy. Um, and, and, uh, and you can, you can do it once and, and feel satisfied. Oh, there's nothing left of that person. I've destroyed them, that political figure. I've destroyed that, you know, whatever. And you feel so purged. Um, but then you're you're gross. You're toxified. You're yeah. contaminated. You're, you're riddled with your own sin. You're negative and you're hateful. Your spirit is twisted. Mm-hmm. Whereas love is so difficult, and you have to keep loving and keep loving and keep loving and keep making the decision to love over and over and over again. It's like you're just constantly flushing out your heart, and it's so it's so difficult. But it's also so worth it uh, because the the ability to live with an orientation of loving and serving others in Jesus' name. Is the greatest freedom imaginable, but it's so much work. It's well, so yeah. much work. It's um, and I haven't coined this phrase. Someone else did. Um, spiritual physics, like well, the yeah. idea of if I'm doing that, then I'm able to see the good yeah. that I normally wouldn't see. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, right. I remember being telling my son a story about this. There's a boy who works at Meyer, and he was a kid I taught, you know, hundred years ago. Yeah. But he remembers me for some very specific reasons, and I'm like. What did I do in that moment to mean something to him? Yeah, right. And I was like, wow, that's humbling. And that's, yeah. that's scary about the power of that. I'm like, yeah. but if I didn't have some level of humility or gratitude or generosity, then I wouldn't see that. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, which I am sometimes, obviously, just busy and about myself and moving on and come on. Why are you turning here? Go faster. Why did they get my coffee order wrong? Like, I'm just pissed, right? Yeah. But, well, it's, you know, um, I just think when, when you when you double down on inviting God to transform and clear out your own heart, um, just making that decision, you win. 
Mm-hmm. And then you got to work out your salvation, like Paul says, with fear and trembling. But just the fact that you want to do it, the fact that you want to love, yeah, um, is the first thing. Because it's so easy to lose to lose faith in love. Like what this love crap isn't getting me anywhere. This ha- happiness positivity crap is not it's not doing any good. Well, what's your option? Run around and hate everybody? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, we got lots of people that do that. Yeah, a lot of people and, do that. And it, t- it would take us about what? To take us about twenty minutes to decide we're going to hate everybody before we got really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a very different podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dial in for that one. You know, uh, it's like what? Yeah. Oh man, I remember I used to do these happiness seminars. I'd travel around to businesses. I did one for your school for your staff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun, and I'd present some of my research, and and, and inevitably there was time for Q and A at the end. And inevitably, somebody would always ask, what do, you, what do you do if you live with a really miserable person? How can you get them to be happy? And so then they'd want me to say something like, you know, if I give them your book or if I get them your seminar or if you, you know, teach them an acronym or something. But I just thought it's so funny because in the same way that you can't redeem somebody else, you cannot... You cannot uh, make someone else positive. You can't reverse the polarity on their spirit. You yeah. know, um, uh, but, <laughs> not even with shock there. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah the, the best you can do is to, is to recognize that um, that your own spirit is your own responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe there, maybe you're married to a cantankerous woman. It's still your responsibility to keep a sweet spirit before God, and you'd be yeah. glad that you did. Um, and, and, you know, maybe your kids are a, a holy handful and they're just awful right now. They're terrors. Um, it's still your responsibility to look after your own spirit. And sometimes we give ourselves increased anxiety and agony in trying to make other people happier, make other people holier, make other people sweeter. Um, and, and as a result, all our energy, all our transformational energy is focused on them where we can't make a difference mm-hmm. instead of focusing on our own selves where we can make some difference. Um, and I think we, we hurt ourselves a lot when we do that. Yeah, I think it's Len Sweet, or maybe it's you through Len Sweet parroting him, but it's like, we need to be not a better argument, but a better narrative. Oh, that's, that's great. That's a really... Yeah, that's that a great way to say that. I mean, I didn't say, I mean, it's, I'm just repeating. But yeah, no, I, I've never said that. I've never... Oh, yeah? I no, so. uh, it, might, it might be Len. You've said a lot of things. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I've said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The odds are in your favor. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of words there. No, but it, yeah, that that's uh, again, that's one of the things that that came back to me in picking up the happiness book after a couple of years uh, was that every page is about the work. Yeah. It really is about the, it, yeah. the the fact that you have to really pour the work into it to be happy. It's not just something that just happens, yeah. and you have to be able to craft it and mold it. And um, yeah. you know, you don't have the answer at every at the end of every chapter. It's not the answer. You'll, you'll give a hack. You'll right. give an idea. You'll give right. things that'll help us grow. But the, that that growth has to happen on our own. Yeah. Um, and we can't. Again, we can't look to others. We can't look to. Uh, we can't look to somebody else to make us happy. We can't look to a thing to make us happy. Right. Right. It's gotta, it's gotta be a little more inside. Yeah, I think I'm in good yeah. company, but I, I would most likely, I'm guessing, I am not the most competitive person in the room right now. And that's, and that's saying quite a bit, right? So, like, like who, which one of us hates to lose the worst? It would be, I think I'm third, but I didn't really think, just judging by what I see, I'm, that is that is a really tough thing to let go of, even when you're like, yeah. I'm loving you, darn it. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, And yeah, yeah, to yeah. let go of that and say, hey, tomorrow's a new day. I'm yeah. going to not die on the hill of 
my way being this done right now, yeah. even though it's the right way. I mean, really, no, it isn't it mostly our, yeah, aren't we yeah. mostly right? I, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. Again, I'm third. <laughs> I'm happy to be third in this scenario. But your first place with that fantastic point, because that's that's right on. I mean, it, it, it really is. But then you um, won by saying that I was. Okay, yeah. Get you. No, I. Uh, well, I, I just think you know there's a there's a myth out there that philosophers refer to as the happy idiot. That's the the, the only people who are genuinely happy or stupid. They, they're just ignorant of the world's problems, or you know, because. We don't even believe that somebody could have such great circumstances that circumstantially, you know, they'd be fine. So we think the only way you're really happy is if you just, you're oblivious, you're dumb. But that's not it. The people who are genuinely happy are, are people who do the work of minding and tending to their spirits. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think um, many Christian people are deeply unhappy because they go on the assumption that because they have Jesus inside of them and in their heart, that happiness should be a natural byproduct of that. But that's not true. It's not a natural byproduct of it. I mean, we wish it was. It'd be great if it was. But, but, but we have to cultivate, you know, the theologians refer to it as the process of sanctification. You know, you have to cultivate the presence of God in your life. You have to take thought every, every stray or take captive every stray thought and, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that, that whole universe of, of spiritual discipline is so arduous um, and yet tremendously rewarding. Uh, but, but yeah, to your point, it's, it's work, man. It's work. It's, no, nobody who's happy is an idiot. Everybody who's happy is a, a scholar of themselves. Mm. You know? it, it, for me, it's, uh, it seems like I'm always doing the opposite of what I, I think I should be doing. Does that make sense? Um, what's that? Uh, the monk, uh, Audra Contra. Is it like do the opposite of? Oh, I don't like, know. So if you, yeah. if you have trouble eating fast for a day, if you have trouble, um, you know, doing whatever, do the opposite. Oh. There's a guy across the street you can't stand. Make a beeline for him. Uh-huh. Like I, I yeah. do that sometimes. Sometimes it's with a really bad attitude, so it doesn't. It's the opposite. I'm doing the good. <laughs> but sometimes I'm doing it just kind of like, okay, I give up, Jesus, I give in. Like yeah. white flag, I'll do it, and I have no idea what's going to happen, and I'm probably not going to see the fruits of this, or you know, the seed that's sowed, you know, whatever's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm going to be a fool. I yeah. mean, I, of course, if you know me, I'm always foolish, but that's. But it's hard. But, 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 but liberating yourself, in, a, in when we're talking about spiritual formation, we have to liberate ourselves from the ex- expectation of seeing results immediately. Wow, that's... Or, or even ever. Yeah. yeah you know, true. and so I think of it like this. I go, I go, I want to do the things that the Lord has put inside me to do. Full stop. So if I feel like God is nudging me, I just want to say yes to that. And I, I might never find out why I spoke to that person. I may never find out why I called that person. I may never find out why I gave money to that person. If I feel like God is calling me to forgive someone or pray for someone I don't like, then I go like, okay, I'm going to do that. And 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 I might never see what happens out there, but over time, I certain, certainly see the results in here. Over time, I am little by little a more gracious person. Um, than I would otherwise have been because because I've got the DNA of a thug. Um, so the fact that I'm not, the fact that people routinely describe me as loving or effusive or friendly or welcoming, that's evidence of God's Holy Spirit at work in me. Yeah, that's not that's not my natural disposition. Um, you know, because I want to tease and make fun, and and I'm not especially sensitive to people's feelings. And if I think that somebody's being a wuss, then I'm going to double down and tease them harder. That's me in the flesh, um, and and. Listening to the Spirit of God means that over time I don't do those things anymore, um, which which has its own results out there. But the the more important, more immediate results are the results inside. Me. 
That's kind of like your story about your former student at Meyer. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's like when you set out on that when he when he was a student, it, you, you were just following your normal yeah. way of doing things in the classroom and the school and everything else in the in the sense of positivity, but not knowing necessarily you weren't going. I'm going to affect this kid's life so that yeah, right. ten years from now, when I see yeah. him admire, and he's going to stop and say, "Look, or twenty, yeah, well, yeah," and say, "Look, this had that effect," and you go, "Wow, I." didn't realize that but you know that's that's almost the approach I mean, it's like yeah like i said when i do anything right now i feel and it, it, maybe it's not true but it's just it's my way of justifying is like I, I feel i'm feeling selfish by doing some of the things i do by playing the music with as much gusto as i do or drawing as something because i need to look at it and remind myself from it um but if that's the thing that levels me up yeah. positivity wise yeah and then later on i have somebody come back and say that really made a difference for me yeah um that wasn't why i did it but yeah. man it's good to know that i was on the right i i wasn't only just helping myself i wasn't you know the selfish thing was just trying to help help myself yeah but if it actually did something for somebody else man that's like that's that thing that makes it maybe my next day easier yeah right of not waking up with a little bit more depression or a little bit more anger or something like look i can that affirmation makes a big difference man i mean people it it, it, i feel like it shouldn't make that much of a difference but the truth is it does if somebody comes up to me on a sunday and says man i really appreciate what you said today that puts fuel in the tank yeah um and i don't know that i need it i don't don't feel like i'm pandering for it i certainly don't feel like i'm slaving away in hopes that someone will say something nice i feel like i'm slaving away anyway and so when somebody says something appreciative, you're like, oh, thank God that this meant something to somebody other than me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really a nice feeling. Hmm. Yeah. What about, um, well, let's see. Well, you know, let, let's, let's go back to depression for just a second. When, you, when you're really fighting and you're getting your butt kicked, um, how long do your episodes last? Like I, I call it going dark. You know, when I go dark, and it used to be when I was younger, I'd go dark for weeks at a time. Yeah. Weeks where I'm like, I can't lift my head. I can't look at anybody. I can barely get through work in the day. I mean, it'd be, and, and Carmel and I would talk about it, you know, but it used to be like two, two weeks, 10 days, two weeks where I was just like walking the black dog every day, man. Mm-hmm. And then I've gotten a lot better at it. So now if I had those depressive episodes, they might last, you know, maybe 48 hours at worst. Um, but, but man, that's a big improvement for me. What about, what about you guys? How long does it last when it, when it hits you? Yeah, I would say uh, I would have been similar in my youth. I guess um, now it's it's it, it's less than twelve hours because I, I just don't I just can't like right, I don't, I don't have life has too many expectations. Yeah, I don't that, have uh, I don't have the bandwidth or the time to to do it longer than that. Um, yeah, yeah, it happens, but I usually take a few hours for myself. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that. it's for me. It, it, yeah, it's um, when you say by yourself. I mean, that's what I actually need that separation. Um, and for me, it's yeah, it's down to it's down to hours now. I would yeah. say, but yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. same experience for me. When I was younger, it was it was yeah. weeks and weeks of of dark time. Well, I feel I feel so burdened when I see young people in, in the midst of that because I go, I would love to be able to help you understand that I've I've been through what you're going through. And I know how to get past it. Um, uh, I mean, if I could, I mean, it took me, you know, 20 years to knock off a couple of days 
be amazing if I could help you knock off a couple of days in a few hours. But that's a really hard thing to pass on to anybody yeah. else. Yeah, that's so true. And we're, here we are podcasting it, but we're, we're three very much candidates of people that would think on the surface oh, yeah. that we're three guys that no one would ever think no. that we deal with those things, that we ever, that we ever have depression. I mean, I, right. I can't, I, now the people that are close to us, they sure, know they it. Know. Yeah. They know, see it. They, they, know, fa- kids know, yeah. family know, close friends yep. know. Yep. Uh, but anybody else, you try to tell them, um, you know, and, it, and I think it's a lot to do with the kind of personalities we have and the type of work that we do. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about why we're here because we're, we're talking about creativity. Well, yeah. sometimes... I, that, 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 yeah, that, that, that yeah. darkness that comes with even the most positive of creativity, yeah. it's it's for real. And I and I have a lot of friends, you know, aren't, that aren't in this room that are super creative, but also dance with that demon too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. hated, and we of course being the youngest of five, you wouldn't think this would happen, but it was two older sisters, two older brothers. I would be by myself a lot. Yeah. I hated being alone. Like it was a fear for a long time even into my twenties. And, and so now it's the inverse. Like I love some time. To yeah. myself. Like, no, not, not to dis, yeah. not to diss anybody who's listening, who I live with, but I mean, it is, it is, I love to be that like, time to myself. What, what's funny is my, my wife, she did one, she did one of those funny, really funny, like, you know, Facebook, Twitter kind of, uh, quiz things yeah. about your, you and your mate. And so one of the questions was who's more social uh-huh. and anybody I bet would go Kev's more social, yeah. but she yeah. answered, I'm more social. Uh-huh. You know, she, she knows me. Right. She knows that she's very much more social. I, yeah. I'm super social with my group of people I know yeah. or, or when I'm, when, you're on stage, when I'm on stage and that's not social. Yeah. That's I'm 20 feet away from most yeah. people all the time. Yeah. I can act a certain way, but I mean like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, I prefer those. It, it's easier for me to settle myself if I'm in those times where I can just kind of step away from things. Yeah. Um, so. See, for, for me, I like, I, I need time to think. Uh, yeah. I need time. I'm, I'm very good at processing all my thoughts and emotions. And, but, but when I'm, if I spend too much time alone, then I'm, I'm screwed. I got to right. go. Oh, yeah. Not even, not even so much that I got to, I got to go have a beer with somebody or I got to get around my friends. I just go, I got to go to Lowe's. I got to get around humans but more than anything. Cause I, I need, I need to, other people to bear witness to the fact that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I need other people to see me. Uh-huh. I need to have normal human interactions. I need to remind myself, you know, subconsciously that I'm not the only creature alive on the planet. Uh, because if, because if I'm if the darkness hits man and it's coming on hard then the worst thing for me to do is be alone. Yeah, uh, I start looking at the rafters, going, which rope am I going to throw over that thing? Um, you know, I mean, it's just it's ugly, so ugly. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, um, I'm fortunate to have a circle of friends who I, I can reach out to if I'm really feeling bad. You yeah, know? and they're gonna they're gonna one love me, but two call me on it too. Like, hey. What are you doing? Like, yeah. are you just going to sit in it? Like, you know. Yeah. But I do always the thing that my, my grand, my grandmother used to say, which is if you don't feel good, love someone who feels worse. Mm, yeah. good. Be good to somebody or do go do something like, you know, she's like, Oh, go shovel the driveway. You know? yeah. yeah. So that, that really brings me out of it too. You know, exercise is a big one. Sunshine is a huge one. Oh yeah. You yeah. Can't, I, I remember when my dad was dying and I was going to see, going to say goodbye, you know, my brothers and I would sit up in his room and you know, you're just feeling, it's awful sitting there watching your dad. You're like, Oh, well, is he going to die today? Is he going to be tomorrow? Awful. Yeah. And you just feel so heavy. Uh, but it was a beautiful sunny week in Vancouver. So it was, it was spectacular to go outside and sit in a lawn chair for 20 minutes 
And I felt like I was a solar powered cell phone, you know, all my batteries would charge up and then go and sit, sit with my dad and say goodbye again. And but yeah, sunshine's big and diet, diet's big, just eating the right foods, you know, not drinking too much or um, not that anybody would ever drink. That's a horrible idea. But just hypothetically, if you're right. a dirtbag sinner and you do, then yeah, maybe not too much. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll it just some of those really sort of um, normal human things make a huge difference psychologically yeah. and neurologically. Yeah. Uh, what about excessive happiness? This is the other thing that, that people would sometimes ask is they'd go, um, especially guys. Guys are really uncomfortable with the idea that somebody's going to be yippy skippy happy all the time. And there is actually research about this that, um, that like nobody can be 100% positive all the time. Barbara Friedrichsen, she's a uh, researcher out of the University of Michigan here in Ann Arbor. And she says the best you could ever hope for in life is that you'd have an eight to one ratio of positive to negative thoughts and positive to negative expressions. It's called the Lasada ratio, L-O-S-A-D-A. Um, but of course, that's almost impossible that you would ever be that high. The point just being that, you know, n- nobody's ever 100% happy all the time. Nobody's ever 100% positive all the time. She says that a Lasada ratio of three to one uh, makes for a very healthy working relationship, but is an indicator of divorce within two years if your Lasada ratio at home uh, is only three to one, which is that's so hilarious. Huh. Go, if I'm three times as positive to my wife as I am, you know, critical or even neutral, um, you'd think that that would make me a really great husband. Uh, but no, it means that we're screwed. Which <laughs> is hilarious. Um, and she said, you know, a healthy marriage should strive for a five to one or a six to one ratio in communication between spouses. Fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. increase the yeah. number yeah. of positive interactions today. Yeah, yeah, positive interactions. Yeah, and she breaks it down into, um, or I think I think the Lasada fella, whoever that is, she's just parroting his research, breaks it down into like um, um, actively positive, passively positive, uh, passively negative, uh, actively negative, you know. So, so like, you know, actively positive would be, um, wow, babe, this is so great. Thanks so much for making dinner. This is spectacular. This is one of my favorite meals you ever made. Or passive positivity would be something like, hey, thanks so much for making dinner. That, that's nice. You know, mm-hmm. so you're not really giving any mm-hmm. any meat and potatoes to it. Oh, pardon the pun. You know? <laughs> um, but, the, but then that passive negativity is, a, is where most of us spend most of our communication effort. How was your day? Fine. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so you're not really doubling down on hate speech or you know you're not yelling at each other but the fact that you're really not given any energy you're not deliberately trying to sort of raise the positive emotionality in the room that means you're you're actively deconstructing your own marital happiness and home happiness hmm. Hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm trying to think um, if I, uh, I at home for sure I, I, I think I try to do my best um to be higher on that positivity thing. And I definitely think it, it makes a difference in the household. Yeah. Um, I know that like when I, when I'm having a downtime, I know it affects the household too. Oh yeah. It's like, you know, so, um, I could, I could definitely, definitely see that, that the higher ratio is probably going to be more successful. Um, outside of the home, um, you know, I try to, I try to, uh, again, be, be as positive on my, um, exteriors I can, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's like, uh, again, it's, it's been tougher than ever the last, yeah. with everything we're going through. I think that really affects where we're at right now. I, I find hard. This would have been a different conversation 
two years two ago. years ago yeah. you know i mean it was like yeah i, I, I feel hopefully like by the grace of god it's a different yeah and, two, and years from now. two years from now yeah for sure i i, I tell you I, i've been working really hard to try and help people stay positive and and combat their fears and move forward in the midst of covid and it's so hard because i don't feel like i have it like i i feel like i'm running on fumes but i but i i believe so deeply in the mission of jesus i'm working so hard to try and and it feels like now more than ever not only is the overall you know, tenor of the country and of the church and everything just sort of crappier, downer, more dampened and negative. Uh, but now when you try, it feels like you, you're more of a target for trying. Yeah, you know? I, oh, so I, like you get I can up and see you that. Something yeah. positive and people go, oh, must be nice. Look at you, Mr. Positivity out there just... Mm. Being all Jesus Jr. like you're like I'm gonna kill you. Oh, that, and I find that really hard right now. Yeah, a, a fair amount of disdain, disdain and disparagement of good works, which is that's hard. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, best resources for anybody who's who's looking to try and stay positive and make a change? What would you recommend? Hmm. Um, I I tend to like. This isn't glad handing, but uh, three three major influences. So mm -hmm. Dave, my friend, I, I like really? what you say, and I, I I often go back and listen to things that you've said. Um, of course, I have, I have most of your books. I think you yeah. took me, so that's good. <laughs> and then, uh, I signed you up on a subscription <laughs> service to myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's so yeah. good. This reminds me of the music. Remember music for a dollar, pep penny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the other thing, uh, Len Sweet has a podcast. I, I love his napkin scribbles. Yes, it's yeah. so good. It's it's short, which yeah. is great because my attention span usually is about fifteen minutes. Yeah, so that's been fantastic. And I really like um, there's a uh, Father uh, Robert Barron. He's a um, bishop out of California. Okay, uh, he used to be in uh, Chicago, and so okay. I've listened to him for a long time. And then now he's he's got a, a, a broader base. He's just really um, cerebral, huh. and and but also. Um, in in the now in in the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. and really approachable and he's irish so it's great so. Huh. did you get the accent oh, no he doesn't American, but he yeah. you know grew up a kid yeah. in chicago you know huh. he's got that background and so yeah len says he does his napkin scribbles when he's uh in the departure terminals at the airport so it surprised no me that he's kidding. been redoing it um since covid because he's not flying anywhere oh, yeah man. but maybe he just you know goes out on the deck or something but yeah that, that's how he started napkin scribbles that's because awesome. he was literally you know sitting there with all his laptop bags and stuff piled around him you know with napkins that he'd written something on to get a <laughs> cup of coffee or something. how about you best resources um well again i your your happiness book is absolutely fantastic well, um you. anybody that wants it talk to dave find out yeah. how about how to, how to get it yeah um that's again it's been sitting right next to my computer downstairs um I the the just basic Bible app that I have on my phone has been really really good for oh, me yeah. to go and just if nothing else uh, the fact that it's broken down day to day because some yep. days I get to spend you know twenty minutes with it some days I just have thirty seconds and I'll just look at a couple of the other couple of the memes you know that are yep. based on scripture or or some sort of positive message I'll open up some of the the casts that they have in there some of the recordings um, I don't know if those are called podcasts from that perspective Whatever but they are, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, just just reading and exercising my mind in general. Yep. I've read more books this last year than I have in any year of my life. Yeah. Um, and also listen to more music than I've ever listened to. So for me, it's been, you know, Pandora has been a lifesaver because I just kind of find a new artist and then 
create a station based on him or her and and just kind of let it go when i take my hour-long walk every day you know that's you're looking great by the way thanks man i'm I'm working on it it's some 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 weeks are easier than others i look really young when i have this mask off (laughs) Uh, you're less wrinkly than me what about what what are your day i mean resources for you dave i mean learning and reading and writing and researching the adventure of happiness was really helpful to me i mean i really wrote that book for myself Uh, you can still get it on amazon um although what's hilarious is that i and i don't understand how this works because i don't get any of the money but but people will sell used copies of the Adventure of Happiness, um, sometimes for hundreds of dollars. What? <laughs> like you, you can buy a new for like twenty bucks or whatever on Amazon. That's no a beautifully designed book. I'm really proud of it. Melissa Evans did it. She did yeah. a great job. So it's a gorgeous book. But then every now and then you'll see like yeah yeah you can get this book for one hundred and seventy nine dollars. You're like oh, but but I'm not even kidding. Like that's the two hundred twenty three dollars it was once two two twenty three fifty for a used copy of it. I'm like who used it? Wow. Like did Steve Martin buy my book? <laughs> like, take notes in it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so anyway, so please don't pay that much for it. No no you know, no. Because uh, if you are. I yeah, because I've got a, I've got a yeah. signed copy myself. <laughs> I will I'll write you one and train on it. Marty Seligman is the, the founding father of positive psychology. I find his works really helpful. And um, and he wrote a book called Learned Optimism that I thought was really great. And a book called Flourish um, that was just fantastic. I mean, really strong stuff there. Um, and then uh, I, I actually think the best the best defense against depression uh, and is to to look for gratification um, and gratification is defined as um, uh, as creative activity with noble purpose um, so if you're going to write music the process of writing let, let's say you're going to try and write a symphony the process of creating planning out and writing that whole symphony is going to absorb you in the creative process so deeply that it's going to lift you out of your depression or at least distract you meaningfully from it. Um, if you're going to write that symphony and then um, uh, bring people together virtually via YouTube to record it and do a fundraiser and give the money to a foundation that's going to um, you know, give laptops to children in developing countries, that nobility is going to put you through the roof in your ability to overcome and combat depression and lead to a very pleasurable and happy existence. Um, of course, then as soon as the project over, you're going to have the post-project blues and you're going to <laughs> bottom out like crazy. But, but you know, one, one problem at a time. So pursuing gratifications, I find, is the, the best thing. So, you know, I've been working on a, a novel since 2013. Which is so hilarious. Is this the the gunfighting one? It's like a space cowboy. Yeah, this is yeah. yeah. I've read I've read your first draft. Yeah. Oh man, did you get the whole thing really? Uh, yeah. You were. It was a while ago. It was. It was like. It was. Oh man. Years ago that you gave me that. It's I'm still on my computer downstairs. Oh, that's the PDF. So I mean, that's the worst thing about being a writer. If is if you're a musician and you say, "Hey, listen to my new song," you're asking for a three minute favor. If you're a writer and you ask someone to read your novel, I mean, that's a six-month favor. That's such a big ask. Well, uh, you talk about those kind of outlets. I mean, people, right now, people have found ways to combat COVID that have actually added beauty and created creativity yeah. to the world and we'll be ex- enjoying those things for a long time you know my my, my good friend my form, my fellow musician Mike Krupe, um something that you don't know about him and then he, I'll, he'll probably listen to this at some point he better. Hey, Krupe. Um, yeah. he better. His, is a fantastic writer really like a writer of 
short stories and, really? and, and opinion pieces and Nice. And, and and so I, I he, he started. He's, read my Cowboy story? Uh, yeah, he, he, he absolutely he absolutely would want to read that because he's always he's a he's he loves to read. He's always on that. He's always you know he originally wanted to be an English teacher and writer and that yeah, kind of yeah. thing, um, but he's such an amazing musician that that kind of gets in the way of that. But yeah. he he told me a while back. He said, "Man, I've been I've been kind of writing some stuff and I want to send it to you." I said, yeah, for sure, do that. And so it was, it was right around the time that COVID started and everything. Yeah. And so every once in a while, I get an email. I got one yesterday from him with this, with this, the longest piece he's written oh. yet. Hmm. And it's just fun to watch that kind of thing. So I, I, yeah. I absolutely know yeah. that that it's doing that for him too. Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, when I, like I said, when I have a chance to just be creative, um, yep. it, it's helping me every day just to get through anytime. Yeah. Well, Jesus, um, in John chapter eight, he said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundant. And I just keep, I come, keep coming back to that particular statement of his, of course he said many things, but that, that statement in particular really feels like such a clear, um, declaration of his purpose, why, why he's here. And I just, I know so many Christian people that are not experiencing that abundant life. And, and of course it's not like you say yes to Jesus once and you immediately get abundance you know, I mean, it's a, it's a real, it's a, it's a real process, but I think that's the goal. And that's why I wanted to talk about um, happiness and positivity and gratitude uh, with you guys is because I just think if we're going to, if we're going to talk about the next iteration of the church and the kingdom in the future, if we're going to talk about what it means to be a faithful Christian in a global pandemic, then, then we have to uphold um, Jesus' words that the goal is abundant life now and eternally. Um, and, and so this, our conversation today, I think, helps helps a lot of people. So, thanks, you guys. Oh, yeah. thank God you. Bless. This has been Thanks fun, everybody. Yeah, for for listening, and uh, and we'll be back again in a week.